Hi everyone, August Tov Falcherov, go ever kid is a fan, Jemorum Nismos Boss. Another exciting show for you, and thanks for joining me on ReverbNation.com forward slash Brendan Hickey. As usual, the playlists are up on Facebook. Every show, that's where they go. Now, Lion Claw and you, we make up our mini discs all Govilis a hen, August all Govilis a cooig, and I've got an exciting mix for you. First of all, we're going to hear the On The Verge radio show that was broadcast on the 20th of May 2001. Twelfth of August, two thousand and five, in the lower deck. Och erdus, rash language on fehdu lodge baltana gavilis ahen agusam klor on the verge. On the verge. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to On the Verge. Uh, my name is Brandon Hickey. Uh, thanks to Uno there for a great show. Uh, I've got some guests coming in live uh, later on. Uh, we have uh, Dave Hingley from The Frames to talk about uh, being with The Frames, the album, and also about the Drum Academy. And uh, later on, then we'll have Sean Needham coming in to talk about his latest uh, demo CD and uh, tell us about his career. Uh, first, as usual, though, I'm going to start with a bit of blues that's available around town. Ben Prevo, you can catch him. And if you can catch him, go and see him because uh, he's wonderful. And here we go, Ben. Hi, this is Ben Prevo. You're listening to On The Verge.
This is Brian Downey on, on listening to Brandon Hickey on the very.
wasn't that good. Wasn't that good. Uh, the blues, best of the blues, Irish blues, blues up front. They're called uh, the drummer there from a well-known Irish blues band called Sugar Shack. Uh, but later, of course, Tin Lizzie. And that was Brian Downey, who tunes in when he can. Uh, I've been in touch with him regularly. And uh, from one drummer to another, we have in studio with me uh, Dave Hingerty uh, from the Frames. Uh, Dave, thank you very much for coming out to have a chat with us. It's very nice. Um, Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, not normally. Yeah, people normally have. Uh, Glenn, you know, to get, but it's nice to have somebody else from the band to come out and talk about uh, the career and such. Now, but particularly tonight, we want to talk about uh, the Irish Drum Academy, which you are involved in, heavily mm-hmm. involved in. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. First of all, for our listeners who may not know much about, you know, how, uh, there might be aspiring drummers, but we'll talk a little bit about your career. Uh, the Frames are doing very well at the moment. And uh, I'd like to ask you first, what age were you when you first got involved in drums and was it your first instrument choice? Um, I was 14 years of, of age and um, I w- it was suggested to me that I learn bass guitar because there was a local band, garage band, and they mm. needed a bass guitar player. There was already a, a drummer who was playing dustbins right. uh, with, you know, pieces of stick mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I think just as I went out to buy a few books on how to play bass, um, the guy who was playing the dustbins gave up yeah. the band right. <laughs> and uh, so I saw a bit of a gap mm, there mm. and I decided well drums I yeah. much prefer drums anyway right. so I, st- I started just on knitting needles and um, biscuit tins and stuff like that and right. Tupperware boxes and just played until I could get my first kit which was a lovely orange sparkle mm. premier kit and how understanding were your parents at the time I mean they were great <laughs> um, I was lucky because I lived in a house which was uh kind of far enough away from neighbours right. to sort of keep the din down mm. and the you know the my parents were really sort of kind about putting right. up with the the uh, the sound in the first mm. couple of years because mm. obviously I was a bit ropey trying to get Where, it together. Was, was your family musical at all uh, in other words? I mean no <coughs> not really uh, my grandfather came from the Liberties and mm. himself and his three brothers were in a sort of a brass band oh. and he played cornet and mm. uh, uh, my granny played a bit of piano and stuff, but uh, no, m- neither my mum or dad uh, really played much. Uh, my sister is a jazz singer, Lisa Hingerty. All right. And she's not so much involved these days, but mm. uh, um, yeah, she did a lot of mm. stuff okay. in the 80s. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, and then then um, going on from that, I mean, obviously the rehearsing and stuff like that, uh, did you did you have a room set aside? Was it in your bedroom or, or did you? I mean, it, was, it was a garage right. uh, <coughs> initially and then the garage was converted into a bedroom. Mm. And luckily, it was one of those rooms that was sort of um, well protected sound wise. Mm. So um, by all accounts, I, I couldn't be heard that loudly. Right. And I did make some attempts to sort of put mm. tea towels over yeah, the drums okay. and put pegs on the cymbals mm. and stuff like that to right. sort of dampen yeah, the d- sound d- d- a little down bit. A bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then your first band then um, was that that was the local band you're talking about where you took over. Uh, how did you go on from there? I mean, what, what, when, when did you start playing in, in venues and stuff? You know, um, the first band I was with, I was just a two-piece band myself mm. and a friend called Dermot Ryan uh, from around the corner. We used to play Led Zeppelin covers right. uh, really badly, <laughs> just just crowd into our bedroom <coughs> and put on the record player and try and play along with it yeah, yeah. and try and play stuff like from Dark Side of the mm. Moon and stuff. So then we got so it more from Bonham, Bonham then kind of a, an influence. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <coughs> Huge hero um, yeah. from the word go and still is. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And then we played a couple of school gigs. I suppose my first gig, my first gig was in the uh, North Star Hotel. Oh, right. Um, and I suppose I was about 15 and um, it was with a band called Zalius. 
Really and nice. yeah, and we even tried to play Genesis and Supertramp stuff and everything. <laughs> I don't know if I have any tapes or if I'm willing to play any tapes, but uh, <coughs> they're there somewhere. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then school hall gigs mm. and you know yourself, yeah. it just develops on from then. Okay, now uh, the frame situation, obviously. Um, band has been working hard for quite a, quite a few years to get to get to get the kind of uh, the recognition they're getting now but i mean uh, all yeah. over the place the the, crit- the critiques have been that uh, it's an amazing album and i uh, go along with that we've been playing it regularly here um but for, for yourself obviously a lot of touring involved in that a lot of yeah. a lot of heavy work um you've been with the frames how long now dave three years <coughs> three years now right o- of um, 11 uh, yeah. they had their 11th birthday right a few days ago yes that's right so, yeah. uh, so you, you've uh, but there's been a lot, a lot of different, going to a lot of different countries, all that kind of thing. Yeah, we've been over to the States a few mm-hmm. times and um, we've been to England quite a bit and we've seen the sort of audiences grow a little bit, not too much because we don't have much marketing mm-hmm. power over there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to Czech Republic uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, right. Uh, and Slovakia. Yeah. So Glenn's been out there recently, I think, for Prague. Yeah, yeah he went check over. Out Prague, yeah, yeah, with Damien Rice. Yeah, yeah, he went over right. to sort yeah. of check out yeah. how good the beer Do is. Do a recce. And <laughs> play a few songs. <laughs> yeah, 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 good one. Uh, Glenn's meticulous about that, I believe, you know, as regards to things like I was talking to um, to Joe about situations like getting the album running order or whatever together, how how, how that's done and who would, would people all sit down together. And uh, Joe just said, now I've got about seven different copies of the, of the album done in certain orders. Oh, he spent Glenn, Glenn spends a lot of time on that. Yeah, he yeah. spent endless amount of time, yeah. I think in about two or three months mm. working out orders and picking different mixes and stuff. Mm. And the problem was at the end of all that, that he was so sick of listening to the stuff I think he ended up almost not not hating the stuff, but mm. not having any sort of vigor for it and not enjoying the yeah. record anymore. So yeah. he kind of mm. sat down with us and, and said, um, lads, I don't think it's a good record. I really don't. I'm just and on, in retrospect, it was mm. probably because he was listening to it over yeah, and over, over again, again all day. Yeah. Just trying to make <coughs> sure that everything was in the right, yeah, order, the right order. Yeah, I think he succeeded admirably there. I think it was very uh, unusual to start off with a kind of a slow uh, atmospheric instrumental you know that seemed like if you, to, to grab an audience's attention it seemed a strange choice but it, it really works it brings you into the album the whole album nicely I think now you know yeah. so I, think, I think that works very that, well that was <coughs> pretty much Glenn's mm. vote and, and we mm. all thought yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll brave it and see what happens um, it didn't seem like the best decision commercially mm. Mm. Um, but we, d- we didn't re- didn't care yeah. because we had no major labels uh, standing over us anymore yeah, it was yeah. as you know this record is a kind of a DIY project yes indeed yeah so I mean we kind of suited ourselves mm-hmm. and it was nice to sort of start as at a kind of mellow level and yeah. then let it sort of branch out a bit most of the songs are mellow so there was no point in trying to start with a big brash mm. beginning mm. because then you know we, we wouldn't really have that many places to go yeah so well you're giving a chance at the end on the so-called secret track or whatever to have your go to the right right yeah, bashing up that's a real trashy <laughs> affair all right and i suppose <laughs> it was because we were over mm. with steve albini yeah uh, this producer who's famous for working with a lot of sort of uh hard bands that mm. we decided well we put one tr- track at least that's yeah. pretty heavy going mm. and it's there and show, show you can turn into when you're <laughs> when you when you want yeah uh, um, yeah a ma- mad night in uh vicar street so with everybody getting up on stage and everything <laughs> glenn at one stage just said oh, actually you might as well all come up and everybody did so yeah it was a real celebration the whole audience of, yeah yeah, yeah it felt like big live aid situation <laughs> or something. Yes. but uh, i think we're we're getting <laughs> famous for um for good or for bad, yeah. for really indulging and having friends yeah. up and sort of mm. taking our time. It yeah. seems like more like an evening with the frames. Yes. Usually goes on yes. for about three hours. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a very good feel, though. And obviously the, the hardcore fans will be 
staying and the ones who come along for the experience are bound to stay with you through that. And I think it's been an inspiration for lots of other other bands, the fact that the frames have done so well without the record company, you know, tell them to do this, tell them to do that, you know, it's, I think it should be inspirational for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we've been lucky because we have a strong fan base and they've paid for a lot of mm. recording that mm. we've done and, and a lot of the costs that we've had mm. to date. But um, yeah, it, it just goes to show you if you can somehow muster together uh, maybe five or ten grand, you can record an album really well and, and, you know, put it out in the shops and have a little bit of marketing behind it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're really just happy okay. the way it's been going. Now, you've, you've managed to find some time to get involved with the uh, Irish Drum Academy. Yeah. Uh, can you, well, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on. We're going to play a track from the frames and I'm going to have uh, Dave, one of, one, of, uh, one of our boys, one of the On The Verge crew, come in as well because he's involved uh, as, a, as a student there. So it'd be nice to have him here, you know, and we chat together on that. OK, great. All right. We're going to hear a track from the frames album uh, for the birds. And uh, what I'd like to play first is uh, Fighting on the Stairs. Track five. <laughs> Living in the old house I'm fighting on the stairs Staring out the windows The breeze blowing through the years If I don't get out of this town
That's uh, The Frames, Fighting on the Stairs, uh, from the for, for the Birds album, which is doing amazingly well. And uh, their shows are going down amazingly well, sold out all over the place. And as I said earlier on, we had um, we have um, Dave Hingerty, the drummer with the band, in here with us to talk about, from this this section of the programme, to talk about the Irish Drum Academy. Uh, we also have in the studio Dave Shorten, uh, who's a, re- a regular member of the On The Verge crew and who's uh, attending the Academy. We just thought it'd be nice to have it, uh, the viewpoint from two different angles, so to speak. Uh, first of all, Dave, can you tell us what's what's behind the Drum Academy? What's what's the main reason for its being? Um, there's two sides to it, really. It's, uh, there's the lessons. It's a drum school, um, I suppose, primarily. And um, I suppose it's income, therefore, for the teachers. Um, but also, uh, we're kind of a running a, an agency um, and a, a sort of a, a central communication centre for drummers. Uh, it's a sort of a drum collective, and that's the non-profit um, side of it. Right. Um, we have a website up, okay. which is irishdrumacademy.com, and uh, it'll have all sorts of issues, including stuff uh, about legal issues, health issues, um, insurance, just helping drummers to right. buy and sell their gear and to give each other work. And... Um, so yeah, that's that's and the there, other side there of it. There has has been nothing of that of that ilk, so to speak, uh, available okay. before, and in some kind of random way. Or this this is something that's kind of more formalised and more organised. Well, I, I, I'm not sure if there has been. I'm sure there has, or, or there maybe there is, um, but we're just kind of going to do our bit and try mm. and help drummers as best we can. And if they choose us as their sort of communication place, well then uh, so be it. And right. Uh, we'd be glad to help anybody we can. Okay. Now the founder members are yourself and who else is involved? Um, Paul, <laughs> do you know Paul Cantwell? Paul Cantwell yes, um, right. He's uh, been playing session music around mm. town for a long time. He's been away for a while as well, playing abroad. Uh, Graham Hopkins from Therapy is involved oh, right. as a kind okay. of a dormant partner. <laughs> 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 he sleeps Not in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <coughs> so he's involved, and um, we even have a, a secretary involved as well and a couple of people working on the website as oh well right. okay and uh, the website is currently being worked on mm. and all con- contributions from drummers uh, would be welcome okay is, is there a, like can people email in this, uh, at, at present is a site up there at present for people the to email into yeah the yeah. site is up there and it's a bit thin at the moment mm. but uh, there's a message board and we yeah. as i say welcome suggestions mm. and uh we just um, we have got lots of material to put onto it. It's just a matter of time mm. before there are some stuff, some interviews, and uh, Terry Bozio, the famous drummer from All Frank right. Zappa's band, was yes. around recently, and I interviewed him, and uh, so we put some of that uh, interview down on the site, and okay. there's a couple of other bits and pieces of interest. Interviewing and everything, you are. Dave I know, yeah. <laughs> the other side of the table for once. <laughs> <laughs> Both right. sides of the table so, these so, days. So you have a premises for, for people yeah. to come along and... Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 8 Crow Street, okay. which is in Temple Bar. It's part of the Music Centre, and uh, Paddy Dunning from the Music Centre has been kind to us so far. And we're renting a place from him uh, above Sun Studios in Crow Street. Right. So there's a great atmosphere around the place anyway. It, it's mm. uh, And we have a room full of drums and percussion instruments. And uh, we have a computer there for any sort of anybody interested in getting involved in the technological side. Brilliant. Mm. OK. Now, the the fee situation, I mean, uh, we have to, have to mention it because, you know, just sort of yeah. what, what people can afford. Cetera, yeah. You know. um, how, yeah. How do you go? Well, we um, thought the best thing to do was to uh, charge per four lessons. Um, so I suppose it would be a month because they're weekly yeah, lessons. weekly lessons, right. Uh, it doesn't have to be a month. but um, 
and it's seventy pounds for four three quarter hour lessons. Right. The three quarter hour lessons usually run to an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, and so there's um, we've got lots of notes and stuff that we give students. Um, theory is optional, um, but we go through any style that anybody wants to learn and um, any level: beginners, advanced, intermediate. Um, so it's open to everybody, and we encourage people to kind of design their own course. So whatever, y- whatever you want to learn about drums, whether it's Latin American drumming or uh, Afro jazz on the kit or whatever it be, we just encourage them to design, have a think about what they want to do for right. the few, for the for the lessons that they want to do. Okay, well that kind of leads nicely into Dave. Dave Shorten here, a local boy uh, <coughs> who's okay. played played in lots of places around the world. Uh, probably more well known in the locality would be with a band called Loon, uh, mm-hmm. which you did, you did a lot of work with them for over a few years. So for someone like you, who's in a, an experienced drummer, you're playing drums for quite a long time. Um, from a you know, what age were you when you started? Um, I think it was about twelve or yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So you've been playing for quite a, quite a few years. Yeah. What what would it be? What what would the Irish Drum Academy mean to you? Why would you think I of think going along well there? Basically, it's it's long overdue mm. because there's there's nothing around like any private teachers that are any good are booked up for the next two years. You know, for the likes of Conor Gilfoyle and stuff, and just like a sort of resource centre almost as well which is what they put together. It was a really good idea because previous to that, like I hadn't really bothered with lessons or anything like that because, I don't know, it was always just either too expensive or too much hassle. Mm-hmm. You simply couldn't get, the teachers weren't available. You could go to Mickey Mouse teachers that would charge you like £30 an hour and they'd just go through the, you know, no, here's the book you learn. You know, anybody could do that. Whereas right. I think that the attitude that I've got, because Paul Cantwell teaches me is, you know, just you design your own course. It might be a bit more relevant for people who are a bit more experienced as regards mm. designing your own course, but it's. Um, I just found it to be really helpful. Well, what 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 aspects would would you think that you needed to kind of hone? What skills did you need to you know work work on? Um, well, basically, it's it's a question of like practicing drum rudiments is one of the most boring things known to man, mm. and so that's something that a lot of drummers I know neglect. At the expense of like thinking they're better in other areas, but they're only going to get so far, and then you're going to have to go back again, which is what I found myself doing. But mm. you know, if you really want to do it, if you're doing it every week and you pay cash up front, then you're going to go and you're going to learn the stuff because you're paying for it, and it's not expensive. Like seventeen fifty for three quarters of an hour, which is mm. basically an hour session, yeah, is yeah. a lot cheaper. It's nearly half the price of what mm. um, other certain drum teachers are. Right. And I, I believe I believe in some. I mean, you you you've known Paul and admired Paul's Paul's work for for. Quite yeah, I went to lessons with him about yeah. six or seven years yeah. ago. I had three yeah. lessons with him. Mm. They were great, but mm. he was so busy at the time, and yeah, I was on the doll work playing the band. So like money wise, mm. it just you know just, it just didn't yeah. really work out. Yeah. A bit of a slacker as well. Okay, know, yeah. all right. So well, okay. Um, Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, so we've had we've had uh, basically both sides of the Irish Drum Academy situation there, and I think obviously it's something that's been needed for a while. And uh, if people want to get in touch, D- uh, Dave, it's um, uh, www. Yeah, <laughs> Irish Drum Academy. Dot com. Dot, dot com. That's the, uh, that's the way of getting in touch there. Uh, to Dave Hingerty, I wish you all the best, and uh, I mean you're going to get a little rest now, I think, believe for a few few days or so yeah, uh, before uh, you're back on to the grindstone again. But uh, Sorry, wish, Brent, wish there's direct email as well, isn't there? 
the you, right yeah like if you wanted to arrange something you'd you'd nearly need to use the email as well the, the message board is fine because I, I check it a lot check, very check often, it regularly yeah. okay uh, so that's that. We're going to finish the segment now with another track uh, from the Frames album, uh, which we've been talking about, which has been so well received. You are listening to On The Verge. Uh, you can check out our website as well if you happen to be one of those kind of people. It's www.ontheverge.ie to see what's going on. We have a gig coming up on June the 18th with the Racketeers. Uh, but for now, I'm going to play the track from Glenn Hansard's uh, Frames. And this is Lay Me Down. Hello, this is Glenn Hansard um, at Vicker Street after a, a, another Frames gig, a really, really nice, nice Frames gig. And you're in safe hands here on, on The Verge. I will write you letters that explain the way I'm thinking now. I, I will return to you what I have taken long before I dark and day is done and lay me down in the hollowed ground down by your side I will stay so lay Thanks again to Dave Hingerty uh, for popping out to talk to us about his career, the frames, the album, and the Irish Drum Academy. And uh, if you want to know any more information about that, uh, the website is there, www.irishdrumacademy.com, or uh, you can phone on the station if you want to get a phone number or something to, to ring up. 
Right, uh, now I have with me in the studio Donald, who's going to tell us a little bit about uh, where he's been, what he's done, and what he might be doing <laughs> in the next few days. <laughs> keep, keep, keep it clean, all right? Um, just to mention, I was down at the uh, Doyle's Ruby Sessions, which is on every Tuesday last week as well, and uh, Margaret Healy played there, and she's talking about an album. I think she has it near completion, so it'll be out in a month or two. I think, I think it actually, uh, she has given out some copies to, uh, she has, so yeah. I think she had to some people, yeah, so it's pr- pretty near there. It was just misprinted as her launch, mm-hmm. just to oh, let people uh, know uh, it, it hasn't yeah. been launched yet. It's All been right. launched in August, as far as I know. All right. And then uh, Moneypenny played an acoustic set that night, and then last night they headlined in Dorns, and there was loads of rock and roll going was on there. there. Yeah, it was a great yeah. crowd. Um, the lads pulled mm. in a huge door, huge takings at the door. It's real successful in that way. I think they're right. they're climbing now. I think they're finished up in their slattery stint. Okay. They're at Mines Saturday night thing. They're uh, finished up there. But they're doing so that uh, in kind of alternatively with the. No, no, they finished that up altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, they're 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 pulling in bigger crowds now and in bigger venues. And right. it was Doran's last night. Um, so it was a real rocking gig. I think the lads were delighted after playing the quiet one during the week be able to mm. get up on a full stage and plug everything in and right. <laughs> let the hair down <laughs> let the hair down right um <coughs> they pre or they played a few new songs um and one of them bruce willis there there is name of the song they're uh shooting a video for that in the next few weeks as well so things are going well they've also brought in a new uh, guitarist to take over some of the guitar duties from justin so Growing so just, and, so just and so expanding you can concentrate and more on posing and uh, yeah, and waving <laughs> and getting people to dance and walking amongst the crowd fair as enough. he does. Yes, I ha- they are they are a very good band to go and see live. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And yeah. it's a fair play. They're bringing the crowds in. They've been working hard for over a few years now. Yeah, uh, money yeah. penny. Yeah. Um, so that's that's great. They do have another big gig, I think, in July. All right. We never know. I might get them out. Oh, yeah, we might. We might indeed. Yeah, I'm not. July isn't fully booked up yet. So. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> get your tapes in now, lads. Um, I'll just run through uh, quickly some of the gigs that are coming up this week. Um, tonight, Miriam Ingram plays in Whelan's. So if you're around at all, yeah, get I believe that's the show. That, that should be really, really good. She's yeah. getting a lot of her friends to come along on the night, and it's her first major, major headlining gig. Yeah. So fair mm. play to her. Mm. Um, tomorrow night, there's an Ignition Showcase in the Music Centre. As I said, uh, Doyle's Ruby Sessions happens every Tuesday night upstairs in Doyle's there, opposite Trinity College. Um, Ken Burke hosts his singer-songwriter night on Thursday evenings in Malloy's. David Kitt headlines in Whelan's on Friday night. As far as I know, that one's sold out. Sold out very, very quickly. Um, I think he's adding an extra date or two in mm. further weeks. Local boy made um, good. Indeed, indeed. And then Pugwash play Isaac Butts next Saturday. And then Alanis Morissette, not on the verge at all, <laughs> is playing uh, Vicar Street on Wednesday. But I think it's Wednesday evening, but just uh, Damien Rice, another on the verge, okay. is supporting there. So we're going to have a track and now. Fair play to Dam- Damien. And uh, this is a track he, he, we recorded when he was out here and played live for us. happens to me when you're around I try to bring some love I'm just bringing it down what is it that happens to me when you're around what is it that happens to me when you're around I try to say something Nothing comes out What is it that happens to me When you're around 
broken voice and a broken door Broken choice that I broke some more Broken me am I breaking you And if I push you too hard I'll push you right through Is it that happens to me when you're around? You call to my door, but I don't come out. What is it that happens to me when you're around? What is it that happens to me when you're around? Seem like my words tremble. Like a quaking ground What is it that happens to me When you're around It's a broken voice And a broken door Broken choice That I broke some more Broken me Am I breaking you and if I push you too hard, I'll push you right through. Broken voice and a broken door. Broken choice that I broke some more. Broken me, am I breaking you? And if I push you too hard, I'll push you right through. That's very nice indeed, isn't it? Um, a little tiny bit of remastering done there by uh, our man uh, Derek, Derek B., um, who's done wonders with lots of the stuff that comes out here. Uh, with considering the facilities we have, we do great stuff. I'm blowing her on horn here, but uh, why not, sure? Um, you can check out some of the stuff that's been recorded live at gigs uh, on the, the website, www.ontheverge.ie. Uh, there's still some lovely stuff up there, which we'll be changing after the next gig, uh, which I said already is on the 18th in Whelan's. Um, headlining, we have the Racketeers. We also have a Lazarus Soul and uh, Code. And hopefully Miriam Ingram will be coming along as well. And if you want to see what she's like, catch her tonight in Whelan's. And now I'm very pleased to say that I have in the studio with me Mr. Sean Needham, thank you very much, Sean, for coming in. Um, Hi, Brian. Thanks uh, a lot for having me along. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, you gave me a uh, demo CD, which I like very much. And uh, although I haven't managed to hear you play live, uh, I'll be enjoying that that first impression with my listeners uh, when I hear you play tonight. Uh, now, uh, you're, you're, where are you from? Uh, from Donegal. Donegal. Donegal town. Yeah. yeah. You've been in Dublin long? I've uh, been here now for about three years. Mm, three years, okay. Yeah, 
So uh, what was your, your, your basis here in Dublin uh, in the music situation? How did you get involved? Or I started, <coughs> started going along to the international, you know, right. and um, seeing guys, that people that Is you that know. On, on Dave Murphy's night. And Dave Tuesday Murphy's night, night. Yeah, you know. yeah, the famous legendary Tuesday night sessions in there, yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're not, not running yeah. any longer. Yeah, yeah. shame. But, uh, and then I just said, I, I kind of left the music scene mm. for a while, you know, and just got into working and did a bit of traveling. Mm. And uh, then I thought, sure, I may as well get up and play a few tunes myself. And I got, got gradually back into it, you know. Okay. So you've been playing, uh, I mean, to get this, this demo together, you got a few friends of yours together. and That's right. Yeah, yeah. friends from a band that I was in about 10 years ago. <laughs> and right. I gathered them together again. Yeah. It was like the, br- the Blues Brothers. <laughs> I get them all back. Right. And uh, so we went down to Cork, into a studio in Cork, and we just uh, rattled out a few songs, you know, Okay. just to see. It's, it's pretty rough, you know. There's like, you can hear people coughing. And yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a very natural feel about it, which I, which I quite enjoyed. You know, but, uh, for me, obviously, it is the thing of seeing potential in something, you know when something is, is like that and hopefully encouraging you to go further with it that's right, be yeah. the main plan uh, and, and talking about that we're going to play a track uh, now from the, from the demo that uh, Sean gave me a few, few weeks back this one, this one I particularly like it's called uh, Tired Sleeping Sean Needham's band When I'm down, Lord, I'm down. 
Needham there uh, from his demo CD uh, Tired Sleeping very nice indeed nice bit of guitar work there uh, who's responsible for that? Uh, that's a friend of mine Morgan Ferreter Morgan Ferreter okay um, okay on the mics there Derek yeah I think I can okay, hear we, myself yeah, now okay yeah. we've got a little bit of a little bit of a bug in the works there um, which would be very unfortunate because we're just about to ask you to play a song for us so which one would you like to, to start? Uh, this is a song called uh, Let Me Take You Back so I'll give it a blast okay Let Me Take You Back live on The Verge Let me take you back To another time To another day Another state of mind And you can paint a picture each and every word, yeah. and you can tell a story like no one ever heard. Let me take you back. Let me take you back to another time, another state of mind. You may wander far, but what you seek is what you are. Yeah, what you seek is what you are Let me take you back To another dawn To another day I'll make you feel reborn And you know the reason I found it in a dream as we walk together now You are what you seek Let me take you back Let me take you back To another time Another state of mind You may wander far But what you seek is what you are Yeah, what you seek is what you are color brighter and every day a prize yeah everyone together open up your eyes open up your eyes let me take you back open up your eyes let me take you back let me take you back Sean Needham there, uh, playing live for us. Nice one. Thanks a lot, Sean. No Very nice indeed. 
Now, you've got a gig coming up in Malaysia. You often go down to Malaysia on a Thursday night, I believe, but you've got a gig coming up there on the 20th of June. That's right, yeah. yeah. I'm actually supporting a special guest for a friend of mine called right. uh, Dave Mullen. Dave Mullen, So okay. she'll be on for about half an hour that night. All right, okay. Uh, so that'll be a solo job for you, I guess. That's yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And after that, have you any, any uh, sign of playing with a band or...? Getting, getting the band out on the road playing a few gigs yeah well we're doing a bit of recording at the moment mm. with uh, a friend of mine in in Drada. Mm. so uh i'd say once we get that uh yeah. recording done then we mm. should go out and, and play a few yeah. of the tunes i noticed well. uh dave flynn's name as well on the uh, that's okay, right so yeah, yeah. Dave, dave was with you as well he was uh he, he played along with me on right. uh, one of the gigs in malloy's and right. he also helped me with that recording okay so. Yeah, Dave was out here on the verge uh, quite a long time ago. Must have him back sometime to see what he's up to. Yeah. <laughs> Great guitar player. Yeah, he's a very good guitar player indeed. Uh, right, I'm going to play another track now from that demo. Uh, this one is called Throw It To The Wind. Uh, where we go there, Derek? Sean Needham's uh, demo CD. 
Uh, we are fitting it out there because I want to make sure we're getting another live one from Sean. That's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what one would you like to... Uh, first of all, I'd like to mention that Sean has got a couple of gigs coming up which he'd like me to tell you about. Uh, Belize and Christchurch, which you said already, supporting Dev Mullen. Uh, in Cork on the 22nd of June, if people are down that way, and he'd be with the Red Sea Pedestrians. And in Slattery's and Rat Mines on the 26th of June. Uh, the, the Rat Mines one, will, will that be solo gig as well, or will you have a few more? No, nah, just, just me and just my own. You. Okay, and you can hear what that's going to sound like again in a couple <laughs> of minutes. Um, but also, there is a website, and it's uh, www.seanneedham.com, and uh, you can check out, get information, and uh, MP3s and all that available from there. That's okay. right, yeah. right, Sean's going to give us another song now. Which one is this, Sean? Uh, this one's called uh, Questions. It's a bit more laid back okay. for a Sunday right. evening. So. Live on the verge, Sean Needham, questions. The questions running through my mind. I see me counting the years. Is it because I'm all alone? Or is it because I got no home, I fear, I fear that which I do not know, and I know I'm not a child, and I know that this ride will stop, it's time to get out and walk for I see a refuge there Is that somewhere warm and dry Or it could be that I'm wrong And I should be moving on tonight Tonight I'd like to dream of you Just to see you smile That's a place where I can go And my memory will flow for miles Miles and miles Miles and Very nice indeed. As you say, nice and laid back, nice uh, Sunday evening music there. And as we said already, uh, you can find out more information about Sean on www.seanneedham.com, uh, information about the gigs, which are coming up the 20th of June in Malloy's, uh, 22nd of June down in Cork with the Red Sea Pedestrians, and Slattery's and Mines on the 26th of June. 
And that about wraps it up for, for this week for us. Uh, thanks to Sean. Uh, thanks to Dave Thank Hingerty for coming out. And uh, thanks to Derek B on sound. Thanks to Dave. And thanks to Donal uh, for making it what it is tonight. Um, tell you again about the gig. I hope you're saving up your pennies to come and have a really, really, really good night uh, on Monday, the 18th of June. Racketeers are headlining. And here's a track from them to finish us off tonight. This is from their album, Long, Long Time Gone. You can also catch them tomorrow night in JJ's, I believe. And that's a good venue, a good intimate venue to go and catch someone playing. That's where I'll be tomorrow night. Long time gone. Rumours downtown from the Racketeers.
Slave to the Moon, Shingle of Yaku, Corvillus Affair. And expressing an interest there, uh, it's my sister Dara, who will be playing at the launch of my album Convergence uh, as a duo, the 251s. Also on the bill uh, will be Ben Prevo, Jude Shields, and my own launch crew. So check out Facebook for how to get tickets in advance. It's a small venue, so I'd encourage you to get there early or book in advance. Enough of that. Before the 251s, you heard the complete show from the 20th of May 2001. August and Shin, Hulishiv Agaliv, led Dave Hingerty, August Dave Shorten, August Aaron, Bio, August Agaliv, led Sean Needham. In part two, some great live sets from the 12th of August, 2005. See you there.